Welcome to Philanthropy Today, where we share informative and inspirational stories on ways individuals impact the quality of life in our communities. Each week, you'll hear stories on how members of our community make a difference through philanthropy. Our goal is to inspire giving by educating listeners on ways to give and how to connect with charitable causes. My name is Dave Lewis. I'm your host of Philanthropy Today. Thank you for joining the show. The CFAs were March 21st, and uh, one of the things that we're going to be doing with Philanthropy Today is getting to know a little bit more about the awardees, people that walked away with a nice little trophy that night. And our interview today is with Dr. Emily Smith with Tooth Story. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Philanthropy Today. Thanks, Dave. Congratulations on your uh, on receiving the Business Philanthropist Award. Thank you. It was a huge honor. It was a really, really fun night for myself and for my staff. We all attended. Did it you was- have a whole table? We had two whole tables. <laughs> um, they two. all came. Yeah, they all came and. Um, some spouses wanted to join, so at that point, I had to get two tables, um, which was which was fantastic. So the the spouses of my staff are also a huge part of our family. Right. They um, they're they're part of us, so they wanted to attend too. So we had two tables that night. Well, it speaks highly of you that they would all want to be there, and yeah. and I know that in the previous conversations that we've had, that you give a lot of credit to the engagement that you have with your mm-hmm. staff when it comes to philanthropic ideas. Yes, they are. Uh, they come up with a lot of the ideas also. So, And they do a lot of the ac- active parts of the f- um, on-ground philanthropy that we do. So they were they wanted to be there. Um, I was just going to show up myself, you know, and then they're like, well, we want to go. I was like, oh, and then heard they got to dress up and then, oh, they really wanted to come. And then some spouses wanted to go. And so I was like, oh, let's just make it a night. So we all showed up. I know that when I announced your name, there was a bit of a a squeal (laughs) coming from your region. Yes, there was. I think that was an award for all of us. So we were all very honored. Absolutely. Do you have it on display in your office? We do. We Mm -hmm. do. We do have it on display at the front desk. And we have had, you know, some kiddos and parents come in and say congratulations and thank you for what we do, not only at the office, but with our community also. So it's well, you know, we've often said that just to be nominated is one thing, to be a finalist is another thing. Mm-hmm. And then being an awardee, when you stepped into the Hilton Garden Inn with the room, uh-huh. what were your feelings? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> this is big. Um, it's a big production, isn't it? It was It was a big production. And Vern did say that um, there would be several people there. I wasn't quite prepared for that many people. 500 some. Yeah. yeah. I'm uh, kind of... Well, small town girl. You know, I grew up in Manhattan in the eighties where it was <laughs> a little smaller Manhattan. Um, but it was it was fun. It was fun to be part of something like that. Really and really fun for my girls too. So let's talk about you personally. You talked mm-hmm. about growing up in Manhattan. Give mm-hmm. me the one minute elevator speech of mm-hmm. Dr. Emily Smith's come up and in this world. Oh, you know, I grew up uh my parents owned restaurants, so I grew up working in a restaurant. And we grew up pretty humble, so used to, you know, hand-me-downs and uh, living with a bunch of kids. My parents had eight kids, and Mm. uh, I grew up learning what the value of a dollar was for sure. And uh, I got to go to K-State and uh, learned how to pay for my own education. You learned how to pay for your education? I did, yeah. How did you learn that? 
well, if I wanted to go to college, I was going to have to figure that out on my own. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose so. with eight kids yeah, in the yeah. family, mm -hmm. you know, that, uh, that stretches things pretty tightly. Was, what restaurants did your folks have? They had a few here. Um, they had a little fudge shop in the mall when we first moved here. And then they had one called Granny Smith's. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. And that was really fun. And then they had Grizzlies was their main one. Oh, that hot roast beef sandwich there was just one of my favorites. Yes. Dad made that for the two-story Christmas dinner at, that I served at my home this past Christmas. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's that was what I did growing up. Where'd you get your degree in dentistry? I got it actually in Chicago, the really? University of Illinois in Chicago, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. So that's where I went to school. What inspired you to become a dentist? Well, I wanted to work with kids. That is a God-given talent I have is to work with young children. Being the eldest of eight kids, I just love working with children. And so I didn't really know in what field I wanted to work in. I thought, well, maybe I could teach, go into education, medicine, uh, parks and rec. I didn't really know what area I wanted to go into. And I kind of stumbled upon dentistry. And I love dentistry because it's fast paced and I get to work with my hands and I get to fix problems. So um, I, uh, it's really truly a miracle that I'm a dentist and I think I'm really where God put me. How did Tooth Story start? Um, Tooth Story started because I'm very stubborn and I want to <laughs> practice the way that I want to practice and I want the assistants and my staff to be treated the way they should be treated and I want my patients to be treated the way they should be treated and so working for other people or working for other organizations made me angry. And um, I wanted to create an environment that was specific for children, and I wanted to treat the kids how they I wanted to treat them and not be told what to do. And so I wanted to have dinner to be fun and light and um, no, like not rules, but like just, you know, we don't have to do everything today. If a kid's scared, let's just talk about it. Let's let's go play with the air water syringe. Let's let's listen to the sound of the drill. Let, we don't have to just, you know, do it all today. And so um, that's why I wanted my own practice. Sounds like a real mom perspective. Yeah, I've been told by people I'm too motherly. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I don't think so. No, not at all. I don't think so. You know, you talked earlier about this being a staff award also. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, what is that interview process like when you bring someone in to be part of your staff? So being part of our staff is part of a family. It's not a staff. We are family. So for me, I have, I don't do the initial interviews. The My staff does. So if there's a resume that comes across or, or somebody walks in that's interested, the staff does their preliminary interviews. They uh, see if they think they would fit in with the group. And then if they're like, hey, we met somebody we really like, would what do you think? And I'll look at the resume and critique it. And then we'll invite them to come spend, spend some time with us. Hey, come watch us, what we do. See if this is something you're interested in. Do you, This is how we work. Is this something you would like to be part of? And then we go from there. Let's talk a bit about the charitable side okay. of Dr. Emily Smith and Tooth Story. Okay. And I know that this is you know a family decision within mm -hmm. your office. But talk about some of the things that uh, have inspired you over the years to to provide time, talent, and treasures to people in need. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I grew up really humble, um, two bedroom trailer house, <laughs> you know, eight kids. So I know what it's like to not have a lot. 
And so there were families that just gave. There were people that would drop off, you know, bags of clothes and we would go through them and find a new wardrobe. And there were families that would drop off checks so my parents could get us gas. Oh my. And so I saw firsthand charity. Um, and I remember in college, I was trying to find myself, like what I want to do. And um, I remember also growing up in the church. And I remember there was a verse that said, those that have been given much, much will be required. And I was like, God, I want to be given much because I want to give a lot. And sorry. <laughs> that's quite all right. That's why I say it's a miracle that I'm a dentist because as a dentist, I have an opportunity to have a really good income. And there's no really good reason why I should have been a dentist. Um, I don't have the, the grades, the background, the family that says, hey, let's take this kid from Kansas and put her in a Chicago dental school. That doesn't make any sense. So it's, it's a miracle. Did you learn anything besides dentistry while you were in Chicago? Um, yeah, I learned how to have fun too. Oh, did you now? <laughs> well, yeah, I was in my college kid out there in the big city. <laughs> oh my gosh, I learned street smarts. Um, Chicago was fun. I I saw everything there, and you know, going to school in the inner city in Chicago where there's trains above your head. I'm this kid from Kansas, and you know, I had I was like the only white girl in my class, blonde hair. <laughs> It was it was wild. It was fun. I learned so much about other cultures. I learned so much about other religions. I learned so much about people. It was really fun. I grew up there. That's I can imagine I, you fit in famously. <laughs> I, I I I I fit in for sure. But I also I really grew as a person, and I feel like Chicago is my second home. When I go there, it's really where I grew up. I feel like I became an adult. Cubs or White Sox? Cubs. Yep, just because of the history. Yeah. And we got Antana as kids, and so we got to watch the Cubs on Antana. Yeah. And Rookie of the Year is my favorite movie as a kid because the, oh, the little boy perfectly. is so cute. <laughs> I had a crush on him at eight years old. Um, so, yeah, definitely Cubs. And how can you not love Wrigley Field? Oh, I've never been there, but that's kind of like a bucket list. You have to go. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've been a hundred times. Well, not really, but yes. All right. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I had an opportunity here a few years ago, and I had a conflict, and it just like- Oh, shoot. You know, they got this Amtrak that you know you can get from Kansas City, go straight into yes. Chicago. I need to do that You sometime. do need to do that, for sure. Let's talk a bit about um, what's important to you when you consider opportunities to make a difference in the lives of others. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I look at the impact of what a gift is going to do that I can provide or who is that gift going to go for? So, you know, one of my, uh, one thing that really tugs at my heart is kids, um, especially kiddos in poverty. So my children and I have chosen um, an orphanage that's in Zimbabwe that we mm. donate to. Um, and we have their pictures, the, the kiddos pictures on our bulletin board. And then I do a lot with No Stone here, No Stone in Turn, because they do such tremendous work, work that I can't even fathom how they do it. It's so cool. And so, um, I love being able to give my treasure there because giving money to them helps them continue their efforts. Um, so that's really fun. I think you and I probably both have a lot of friends that that utilize No Stone yeah. for so many things. And what uh, what a benefit that is to our community and it's beyond. It's tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, they're a very cool organization. Yeah. Yeah. If you had additional opportunities 
to to share your time, talent, and treasures. Mm-hmm. Where would you go with that? I really, especially in Manhattan. One of the things I really want to do here is help with um, kiddos with dyslexia um, and reading. It's a personal challenge for me because my kiddo is dyslexic, um, and there are some. There's just some limited resources here, and that's a personal huge challenge that I'm facing right now. And so I'm seeking help, um, excess help elsewhere. Going to Kansas City, I drive every day uh, to get help for her there. Um, and I know families are driving to Wichita for help, and that's something that I want to have a stronger presence here in Manhattan. And so that's something I really want to work on. It, it amazes me how through our life experiences, where we want to go next mm-hmm. to help others dealing with some of the things that, that we have mm-hmm. dealt with. Right. So you are part of the CFAs and the Greater Manhattan Community mm-hmm. Foundation. And, you know, in, you know, you, you, you talk about walking in and you're, I think you, before we started the interview, you said you were kind of shaking. Yeah. <laughs> a little nervous. Yes. I don't really enjoy this, be the center of attention. So when um, you called my name, I was so excited for us, but then I was like, oh, I have to go up there and they're talking, they're giving speeches. And, yeah. I made you talk. <laughs> you did make me talk in front of everyone. So I was very, very nervous. And after I got off the stage, Vern's like, you can stop shaking now. And I was like, I'll try. <laughs> so it was, it was such a tremendous honor. And, you know, I don't give to be recognized. That's not right. why I do what I do, but it was, it was really, it was really a neat honor. So, yeah. And inspirational for sure. And let's talk a bit about the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation because there are so many tentacles of the foundation yeah. throughout the community. And you talked about, you know, some organizations like No Stone mm-hmm. that, that benefits, you know, from things like Grow Green Match Day and yeah. other events. How do you feel the GMCF can best support our community's philanthropic goals? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, doing what you guys already do is like, you know, really reaching out and supporting those volunteers and recognizing those volunteers and recognizing the nonprofits is awesome. And just being a centerpiece for everyone is so great. And providing those communication channels is awesome. I think having that central, you know, uh, place to come is great. I um, just, you know, recently more learned about the the foundation. And so I'm excited to say, hey, you know, I've got some money I would like to give. So can I, can I look at what you guys got? And so I think it's such an it's such a neat concept and very cool. How has your philosophy working with your staff carried over to them? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you when you talk about sharing time, talents, mm-hmm. and treasures, and do they look at it from a personal perspective now as well as what they do within the Tooth Story family? Yes. So we they know the the mission of the office is to give. You know, obviously our time to the children that are there um, and to it's not about just rushing these kids through. We do give our time, but also our time is also spent in the community as well. And so it's fun to see the different girls personal interests come out and say, hey, can we, you know, can we maybe one of the girls is like, hey, I, I love working with animals. Can we maybe do something with purple pots, you know, or um, another girl is like, hey, I really, you know, enjoyed the bread basket. Can we go here? And so hearing what their interests are also is is really fun to to get to hear those and have them bring their ideas to, to me is really cool. So do you like have meetings? Do you go out mm-hmm. for dinner, drinks or whatever and say, hey, 
Who do we want to help this week? Yes, we actually do. We have quarterly meetings. Um, this quarter we're doing, uh, we're working with Be Able, actually. And so that's a little bit outside our scope because it's more adults. But um, we are encouraging children to clean out their father's mother's closets and, you know, find some things that we could help with their with their biggest need right now is some cl- you know, clothing items. So we do have quarterly meetings. Um, and I ask what are some ideas? And then I say, okay, how are we going to how are we going to do this? What are we going to and what's our incentives or how are we going to what, what are we going to do? And so they'll say, hey, let's do a, a you know a drawing for a prize. And then they'll come up with ways to They'll just have ideas of how we can get kids excited about it. Because another thing is I want to get kids excited about serving also, you know, that are coming to our office. Like, how can we get kids excited that are coming to office? Like, can they donate toys for Christmas drives or whatever it may be? So it's like we want to spread it. When you started your practice, do you think that you get such buy-in from everybody in your family? When I first started – I think I was just trying to survive. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't think I fully realized the platform I was going to have at the time. I knew I wanted to create a place for kids to have a positive dental experience. I don't think I fully realized the potential I was going to get else, like how it was going to go elsewhere. I knew I wanted to get into do dental education in schools and daycares and things like that, but I didn't fully see how much more I could do. And that's been really cool. It's got to make you proud. Yeah, I am really proud. And I'm really just excited to see what the future holds. Thank you for joining us for Philanthropy Today, an inside look at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. You can always learn more about the GMCF at our website, mcfks.org. We also invite you to subscribe to Philanthropy Today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Dave Lewis. I'm proud to host Philanthropy Today. It's hosted and produced in the Ad Astra Cast Studios in downtown Manhattan, Kansas. 